Welcome to Gulf Life Now, where you can learn about all things real estate and life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Your host is Bill Anderson, who includes his considerable knowledge and personal experiences about relocating to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Whether you're buying, selling, or just interested in living on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, this podcast is for you. Welcome back to Golf Life. Now, I know you probably listened to our intro, and the intro talks a lot about real estate, and that's what we're about at Logan Anderson. We also want to pass along a lot of real-life information to you, and that's one of the reasons that we are going to talk today about our third installment on things you don't want in your house, those little creepy, crawly, flyy kind of things that you don't want in the house because I'm doing this in the early spring. Spring hit us early in the south, much earlier than normal, at least two to three weeks ahead of time. Weather's been warm, and everything that flies is out flying. Now, a lot of people think that there's lots of bugs in the south, and there are some, but when they first come out, there's more than than otherwise. You know, they have to find food, etc., to live, and they're building houses, and they're looking for all kinds of things to uh, put in those. And that includes birds, but birds aren't those things you don't want. Well, you don't really want them in your house, but you want them around your house. So we're going to talk today specifically about wasps, about yellow jackets, about hornets. You may not know it, but all of those are in the wasp family. They're basically the same family, so the same kind of thing. Uh, Just a little bit different, you know, like uh, people that live in Japan versus people that live in the United States. You know, there's differences between them, but they all do basically the same thing. They live and they die, and in the meantime, they eat things. So I'm going to talk to you about the good, bad, and the ugly about wasps. Everybody knows about them a little bit, but, you know, there's probably some information you don't know. I'm going to tell you a few things that I'm sure you don't know, at least the majority of you don't. So let's get into it, and we're just going to put them all in the same bucket, wasps, yellow jackets, hornets, and so I'll just talk about it in wasps. Uh, you may not know, you probably lived with them all summer long, maybe they were buzzing around you when you are having a picnic, but they, all the workers die in the wintertime, uh, that just happens every year. And that's why you don't see them in the winter. The uh, queen hibernates and then gets ready for the springtime to come around. So all those thousands and thousands of them that you see all had to be born in a relatively short period of time in the spring. That's why you don't see them again in the uh, in the winter time. Uh, but now they're out and they're looking for food and they want to grow those families and they're going to be looking for a place to put that nest. You've probably seen the nests. They're made out of almost like a paper type material. They like to do it in the dark areas. If they can't find a completely dark area, then they'll do it in an area that has some light in it. Uh, And that might be under your porch. It might be near your garage. It might be someplace where you and your children or your family will be passing around. Maybe over at a business where people are coming and going and you don't really want them when they're close to you because there is definitely a potential that you could be stung. Now, unlike a bee sting, a wasp can re-sting you over and over again, and their stings are pretty tough. I know. It's happened to me. So what you want to do is remove the wasps, only the ones that are terrifying you, right near your pathway somewhere. 
Otherwise, leave them alone because they're very beneficial little creatures. Wasps help to pollinate trees and plants and flowers just like bees do, and there's a lot more of them in some areas than there are bees, so they're absolutely necessary to the environment. As a matter of fact, they do something else you're probably not aware of either, and that is they eat a lot of insects. Now let me tell you just a, 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 a quick story here. I was growing tomatoes on my deck, on my patio, and we had all these different tomatoes on there, and I was just sitting in the chair one day, and I saw one of those uh, little caterpillar things that, you know, were going to eventually be made into a um, butterfly, and they were eating up our tomatoes, tomato plants. So I was looking at it, and I was thinking about just going over there and knocking it off, because that's normally what I do. And before I could even do that, a wasp landed on top of it and literally drained it, just sucked all the life out of it. I've never seen anything like it. I was fascinated, and I watched that, and it killed it. And it fell on the ground, and then the wasp went down there and finished it off, and I thought, wow, that is pretty cool, man. I want some wasps around my tomatoes because they're doing some work for me, and that's what they do. They, if it weren't for wasps, we'd have to put out, as I read, a lot more pesticides to kill these bugs that the wasps take care of them. So they are definitely beneficial, and there's no reason for you to go out and kill a nest that may be hanging out in a tree in the backyard that doesn't bother anybody because it's up high. It's just if it's around where you live and you work, and you might possibly come in contact with them because they can definitely get aggressive. Uh, now, you know, so you ask, well, what, you know, what are their enemies? Uh, birds will eat them, and reptiles will eat them. Um, and the other thing that eats them is, believe it or not, raccoons and some other wildlife too, such as bears. Most of you don't have bears in your backyard. But we have raccoons, and a lot of people have raccoons, and they'll just go up and grab the whole nest and just start munching down. So they are helpful to some extent, but you really don't want them eating up all the ones in the wild because you want them to be out there working and to take care of business. Now, if you need to get rid of them, uh, I'll tell you what I have done often. For example, I did it today. I saw one building a nest right near my garage door. Well, I have to walk in and out of the garage door. I just, there was only one on there and there was just a little tiny piece that it had attached. I just took a broom and I swatted it away and knocked down the, the piece. Now, from my past experience, they may come back the next day and do it again, but I'll knock it down again, and then they're pretty much gone. This way, I didn't have to actually kill it. It just went away, and it's not going to come back. I've done the same thing around my door, around my house. I just, I'm just i observant this time of the year in the springtime when they're doing their building in the early summertime. You just have to watch. Look for places where they would build up in a corner out of the way and, and knock it down when it's really small. This way, you have very little chance of getting uh, stung. The other thing you can do is get your hose and get your sprayer out. If it's in an area where you can spray, and just spray it until you knock it down. This way, they can go fly. They'll be all wet, but they'll dry out, and they can fly away, and they can go kill some bugs for us, and they can go pollinate some plants. There's no reason to buy poison to kill them. Also, you know, peppermint, spearmint, basil, cloves, and even citronella. A lot of people buy those citronella candles and that smell. They don't like any of that at all. So if you want to smear those scents anywhere where you think that they might go, they won't build a nest there. They don't like that. So that is a good 
common sense environmental way to kill them without having a lot of poison around. Now around our house we have a lot of geckos and the geckos eat bugs too. In fact the geckos even eat these guys but more they eat the other kind of bugs and we don't want to kill the geckos off by putting uh, wasp stuff out. Now I'll tell you what I did do. Last year I bought one of those hanging wasp things and I hung it under our deck under there and I found three dead geckos stuck to that thing. So I'll never use that again. It wasn't worth it. Uh, what I'll do is make sure that I use my hose and I'll use my broom. And if I have to, if, if I found one that was really big and it was a little bit dangerous to knock it down, I'd go to the store and get that long distance spray that you use. Now it's poison, so you have to be careful with it. But that's my last resort, and I'm not doing this because I'm, you know, a big environmental guy. I don't. I would rather not have any poison around my house if I can avoid it. But I don't want to kill anything that's beneficial either. And I love my geckos. They are the coolest little creatures. You know, they make noise, but they eat all the buggers. And uh, the more of the geckos that are around, then you know there's some other bugs around. Fortunately for me, where I live, it's a very unique situation we have very few bugs uh, and then the county sprays for um, mosquitoes so it's essentially gnats and, and flies maybe that we get and it's enough to keep the geckos busy and then we just keep the uh, wasps away after our first couple years we learn how to tame the wasps and we don't have any problem with them we just like I said brush them away in the early days um, but I'll tell you what the uh, wasps also do there is a specialty wasp actually there's quite a few wasps there's a there's a bald-faced hornet there's the yellow jacket i mentioned um, that's more common the uh, paper wasp the mud dauber wasp the cicada killer wasp that's amazing I, I don't know much about that except that it apparently kills cicadas which are pretty big a lot bigger i think than the wasp and then there's the U european hornet these are typically found all over the United States. The, uh, the eastern and central regions have the cicada killer. Well, it's because that's where most of those are. And the eastern and mid midwestern regions will have more of the uh, European hornet. The same thing with the bald-faced hornet, which is found more in the eastern and central regions. But most of us will just face the yellow jacket, which we typically see, and uh, sometimes the mud dauber as well. So just be careful for those. But I was going to mention to you that there's a unique thing out there. It's, it's a very specialized small wasp, and it just amazed me. I planted a fig tree, and we have a lot of figs on there. And you may not know it or not, but a fig pollinates from the inside, not like a flower. If you look at a flower, it has the stamen on the outside of the flower. A fig has it on the inside. Early in the stage when it's growing, this wasp works its way into the fig. It lays its eggs and things inside and they, they uh, develop and then the, actual, the fig actually eats and consumes those eggs uh, and completely. And as the fig grows, all of that material is consumed in the fig as energy and when you cut the fig open when it's ready to go you won't find anything in there at all it's all been eaten and it's just amazing that you can plant these things and that that wasp will find its way in there it's very small 
and lay its eggs in there and then the eggs are uh, fertilized so I had no idea till I read that and I thought well that is really interesting that is a type of wasp that's not listed here because it's not all that I mean it must be common because they're around but it it's not the type of wasp that's going to sting you or bother you somewhere so I wanted to bring this to your attention and let you know that they're really good guys just try not to use poison if you don't have to and if you have other beneficial uh, little critters around such as the um, uh, the lizards for example in, in California you don't want them to be killed by uh, attaching themselves to one of those wasp things unless you put it in some place where they won't go well that's what I want to wrap up today uh, that's our next installment in bugs I think I pretty much covered everything in the others if you haven't listened to those we have the one that's on all kinds of creepy crawly creatures including uh, you know roaches and and uh, all kinds of other bugs and then we've got the second one on termites that you can listen to and if you're interested in that um, that's that's pretty good if you have termites where you live in a moist area such as the south such as Mississippi where we live uh, there almost everybody has the option or opportunity to get uh, um, those little critters in their house as subterraneans or the dry ones in the ceiling and I had them in California too so believe it or not it's you can get them in almost any part of the country I'll leave you with one last little tidbit you maybe didn't know have you ever watched a movie and about England seen these beautiful manor houses that are just the walls are covered with wood they have all these cabinets and bookcases do you know there are no termites in England that's right none and that's why all that wood is still there in in intact amazing huh well thank you for listening to us please come back to golf life now and visit our website at loganandersonllc.com thank you